The I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. It's the 12th of December. John Taylor, Brad Fur is here in studio at the Flaming Microphones. We're going to be joined by Shan Carr from the Vakaya Christmas Markets Riverboat Cruise in Germany in just a few. But right now, we want to welcome to the Flaming Microphones of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Tim McBride is the business development officer for Desert Theater Works. Welcome, Tim. Thanks for having me. You can go to dtworks.org to find out about all the great shows Desert Theater Works has. And right now, now it's Mary Poppins. Yeah. Mary, How I, fun is that? Who doesn't know Mary Poppins? Do you actually lift her up? I guess you're going to have to come to the show to see. <laughs> I want to see that. I don't reveal stage secrets. Okay, you know, okay. That's not in my contract. But she will fly? Well, in, in stage magic, okay. we, we do get lift off, yeah. <laughs> we get a lift off. And everybody knows the songs. I mean, we all right. grew up with this. Well, um, Cameron McIntosh approached P.L. Travers and said, I'd love to do a musical. And she said, well, as long as it's with nobody associated with Disney, you can do it. And then she died. And so they went to Disney. Uh, and then they added a bunch of new songs. It's, it's the songs you know and love. Mm-hmm. It's a few more. There's an expanded story with Winifred Banks and the, uh, the nannies and stuff. But it's a true community theater. I mean, it's not like we bring in anybody from L.A. or New York or Chicago. Yeah. It's everybody in the Valley. There's such a vast talent pool here. And it's all local people. So... And the next show is going to be totally campy, Beehive. Beehive, yeah. That's the uh, that's the music of the women of the '60s, and it's just it's favorites that a lot of us know. It's you know Dusty Springfield and Janis Joplin and the Shirelles oh. and the Ronettes and and all of that. That whole Janis Joplin had a Beehive. Well, you know, well, <laughs> it kind of fell. It, it, yeah, it, right. Yeah. She could have had a, a B. It crashed and burned, but you know that yeah. music is still so amazing. And you're directing this one. It's my directorial debut. Oh, yeah. get out. So yeah, and it's Congrats. it's really fun and, and it's amazing. I have eight women that are just uh, so amazing. The voices that these women have, and it's not we're, we're not trying to do like one of those stars kind of things where you know you're seeing yeah. the imitations, but evoking. Um, the character of these people, and they're just amazing. It's going to be a great show. How many songs are in it? Because we came from radio, Brad and I, and so we know the length of a song from the Shirelles or the Ronettes. Right. They'd be two minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah. Right, so, that's an average. So there's got to be a lot of songs. There's 28 songs. Wow. I usually have time to like, oh, I do my lines, I go off, I change, I come back. And mm-hmm. this is You're on stage, you're moving, you're dancing, you're singing the whole time, everybody. Wow. And then really Velcro great. costume changes in the back, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, what fun. And that one's going to be uh, playing at uh, Desert Theater Works starting January 10th. Right, 10th to the 26th. So, Tim, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Desert Theater Works because okay. those of us in the western side of the valley don't always make the trek to the eastern side of the right. valley. And it's, it's, it was a pretty bold uh, experiment by, by Ron and um, Lance. Lance, I'm sorry, to, to, to do this in Indio. Right. Right? Yeah. How's it going? It, it's amazing. You know, we were in the Joslin Center for yeah. years and outgrew that space. And in looking for a space that we could take what we had and build on that, this awesome building, the Indio Performing right. Arts Center, popped into the radar and we can't they came to the city and the city welcomed them and it's been amazing you know we we started out kind of um oh 
conservatively, you know, with our first season, mm -hmm. uh, we're now in our seventh season. The first season we did, I think, four or five shows, and it was kind of okay. But with this space, we have the space to rehearse. We have the space to build sets. We have the yeah. space to keep going. So we are now doing 10 main stage plays and musicals a year. We have two fundraisers, the big Broadway sing-along mm -hmm. and the spaghetti dinner, which is a uh, fundraiser benefiting kids' works. And then we have our kids' works program, which is a summer program where you bring the kids in. We divide them up by age group. And then um, for a six-week summer program, you teach them singing, you teach them dancing, you teach them acting. If the kids hate that, you teach them stagecraft. You stick, you Set teach design, them lighting, lighting sound. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. So at the end of six weeks, they put on a show. Wow. And, you know, the first season three years ago, we were really thrilled. We had, I think, 35 kids. It was mm -hmm. great. Uh, last summer, we had over 300. Oh, fantastic. This year, the goal is 400 kids. Wow. So, I mean, it's, so you can see, you know, just from the ideas and the, and the vision. It's very it's ambitious. Really, yeah. It's really yeah. taken off. And then um, I know that there's been some, some planning, and we're planning on also developing the other two theaters that are there, the Cabaret and the Village. Oh, nice. And being able to utilize those as performance spaces so that we could at, at some point get multiple performances mm -hmm. going on and really utilize the facility. Well, it's up to you as business development director. As business <laughs> development director, my job is to make community partnerships, mm -hmm. uh, bring in sponsorships, yep. bring in advertising, bring in ongoing donations, bring in grants. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, I'm working on that. Well, it's, good. And, you know, I can't fun. tell you, we're really proud to be a media sponsor with you. Well, thank and you. Gators we appreciate Guide, it. And we love working with you. And it's really nice to hear more about this because these are, this is a lot of information I didn't know either. Right. Yeah, and, and it's uh, well, and then you know, and you say, "Oh, well, we're in India," and everybody goes, "Oh my God, India! We don't want to drive to India." But you know, you get on the freeway, zip, zip, you're, yeah, there. you're there, and and India is going through a renaissance right it now. It is. We're an, I would consider ourselves an anchor there, but people are coming in and seeing what's happening in the redevelopment, and they've got a great vision with their city council, the mayor. Uh, there's just a mayor handoff to the new mayor. And they they're all on the same page with the vision to make it a place where people want to come and spend time. Mary Poppins running now then, Beehive. You're going to be doing the producers. The producers. Keep it gay. Yeah. Yes. Come on out, guys and girls. We will. And then <laughs> Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor right. Dreamcoat. And then you're back to, you know, straight Arthur drama. Miller. All my sons. A little something for everybody. Arthur yeah. Miller. Good. Well, we'll be out to see some we, of these performances. We would love to see Palm Springs out there. Yeah, make Good. the drive, guys. Gay girls. Desert Guide is the place to find all of these events. And DTWorks.org is the place that uh, they that can does. help support you. Yeah, exactly. And Tim McBride... He has the cutest swirl in his hair, and it's just like Herbie the elf from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, I'm just not happy in my work, I guess. I wanted to be a dentist. You're an elf. You've got to wiggle your ears and chuckle warmly. <laughs> oh, that's a bad cavity. I'll see you Thursday at 4 p.m. Sharp. <laughs> All right, Tim McBride, thanks so much for being here. Hey, thank you. It's been fun. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs, the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Well, that was fun having Tim McBride on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Of course, Bradford, the Gay Desert Guide, has the newsletter going out today with all of the cool things that you could be doing with your free time. Could be doing. You must be doing. You <laughs> must go. You must go to everything. I don't know how you do it, actually. It's the uh, Walk of the Inns. If you're listening to us on Thursday, the 12th of December, the Walk of the Inns is tonight. And what what's really cool about this is um, they open up the 
the the the beautiful inns that are in the downtown area, mm-hmm. and you walk around, have a little eggnog, a little holiday cheer, and maybe a Christmas cookie, and you get to peek inside. Well, it's a good thing to know too, to know about all the various uh, places because we always get uh, questions from people we know. Hey, I'm coming to Palm Springs. Right. Where should I go? Yeah. You don't want to be sending somebody who's a prude to a, a clothing optional place <laughs> or somebody who, uh, you know, needs it to be very quiet, to yeah. be in a place that's a little more rambunctious. And uh, just so you know, none of these are the clothing optional resorts. Okay, so you can keep your drawers on. You for can, these. Yes, you, you must keep your drawers on okay. for these unless you have a private patio with your own hot tub, which many of these do. Now, the Andalusa is included in this. Do you know the history of the Andalusa? Um, the Andalusa. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that on Arenas? It no. is. I think it is on Arenas, but the history is towards the mountain. Yeah. Um, Alexander Rodriguez's grandmother, grandmother. ran yes. that thing for years. That's he used to right. play in the fruit trees. So you got the Walk of the Inns that's going on today, Thursday the twelfth. Mm-hmm. And what else do we have up our well, little sleeves? This just in: Thelma Houston is doing a special show at Chill Bar, Saturday, December twenty-first. So a week from Saturday night, Thelma Houston celebrate the holidays. I can't even believe they're doing this. For free. That's fantastic. There also are featured happy hour this week, and they've got a holiday hoedown happening on Saturday with Jayla D. Fox, who is the Mist Palm Springs Hot Rodeo. Oh, I love uh, Jayla. Our other featured happy hour this week, Runway Bar and Restaurant, happy hour daily, 2 to 7 p.m., and they're doing a naughty or nice holiday show on Friday the 13th and Saturday the 21st. Desert Winds Freedom Band just uh, converted from Gershwin to the Sounds of the Holiday. They'll be doing that show on Saturday evening. Musical Theater University, Broadway at the River, Holiday Edition is happening with Joyce Boulevant tomorrow, Friday the 13th, another one on the 18th, and another one on the 20th. This is Singing for Your Supper. Kind of fun. Skivvies, I'll be going to this on Friday the 13th. I touch my elf at Purple Room. And next weekend, Diane Shore is oh in town. Oh, my God. She is so good. It's pretty much sold out. Mm. You might be able to call and weasel your way in. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Diane really? Shore. Oh, my God. She is one of the best jazz singers, pianists. I mean, she is one of one of the greats. And she lives out here I in the know. valley. She lives in the Coachella Valley. And if you don't know who we're talking about, she's blind and sings and plays, uh, accompanies herself. In, mm-hmm. And she's just one of the greatest jazz musicians alive. By the way, our best wishes to Keisha D., who's suffering some health issues and has been off uh, the, the the stage for the last couple of weeks and certainly are wishing her a speedy recovery because I know she does so much. And in January, I believe there's going to be a star dedication Yes, for I her. have it in my Facebook invites. I'm we'll... going to be there. Me too. I donated to the uh, uh, to the GoFundMe for oh, good. for the star. So she, good, we, good. we love you, Keisha. Hey, more Christmas shows, including Twisted Christmas Burlesque this weekend. Also this weekend, you can take the kids to see Wild Lights at the Living Desert. If you're taking your adult friends with you, you might do an edible, maybe a gummy bear, and uh, enjoy Wild Lights. Yes. And maybe you can go afterward and see the... Um, the Robo Lights? Robo Lights. The edibles definitely help when yeah. you're seeing that. I think when they you dropped see a, acid when they built it. Well, when you see a microwave inside of a microwave, so they actually microwaved a microwave. 
and it melted, and it's surreal what's going on. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> right. Hey, our Hot Deals and Cool Events Facebook page is uh, something that you may want to subscribe to because we'll let you know about all the great events happening. Uh, that'll come into your groups, so you'll see most all those come through, as well as the hot deals that we have each week. On the Mark has moved to a new location. Uh, they're next to H&M and uh, El Corso in that little plaza there, and we have a $25 gift certificate for $17.50 and Bonto Restaurant in Cathedral City next to CV Rep. They have uh, $25 worth of food and drink with 40% off. You get that for just $15. Confessions of a Mormon Boy going on through January 28th. We're going to put that up as a hot deal next week. We are looking ahead to all kinds of great things in 2020, including Daniel's husband from Desert Performs. The International Film Festival kicks off the new year and the new decade on Thursday, January 2nd through the 13th. Laura Dern has been tabbed for the uh, Film Fest Career Award, so there's an article about that. And also this week in Gay Desert Guide on uh, the website, the articles we are reading include Holiday Dining in Greater Palm Springs for 2019, the great places to go. We are also looking at the Palm Springs International Animation Festival. They've got some of the Netflix filmmakers here in the next couple of weeks. Nice. The House of Tomorrow where Elvis lived and was honeymooned. It is for sale for $3.2 million. We've got that article up on our site. Let me just check the couch cushions. I might be able to find some loose change to buy you it. You might indeed. One of my best friends, Jesse Finley Reed, he is in the middle of finishing up the International Mail documentary. The catalog that had the skimpy... The gauze and the skimpy stuff. And the onion skin shorts. Exactly. And clothes that would disintegrate after the second washing. <laughs> Not like, quite that bad. So they're doing a documentary on the International Mail catalog. So that was grossing $120 million a year at its top at its peak wow and uh and then a combination of you know what happened to a lot of the things uh, technology changed things um you know internet porn changed things a lot of things changed the world great article by our partners at the los angeles and washington blade and that's uh, up on the Gay Desert Guide website. We'll walk down memory lane and look at all the lingerie that we used to buy from the <laughs> International Mail catalog. And that, I believe, is a wrap for the week. Anything you need to know, the events calendar at gaydesertguide.com is your source for anything going on. Our happy hour finder calendar is also on the homepage to find out what's happening in nightlife and happy hours. And we wish you happy holidays. Yes, Gay Desert Guide Brad Fur, thank you. And we are heading down the Rhine with Ms. Shan Carr from Germany. She's aboard the Vakaya Cruise, which is the Christmas markets cruise through Germany and heading all the way down to Budapest, Hungary. See if she's there. I'm in Nuremberg, Germany, Bavaria. Ooh, that's the home of judgment at Nuremberg. The Nuremberg trials, yeah, baby. How do they deal with that in Germany? You know what? It's pretty impressive how they deal with it in Germany. And I wish the United States could learn a lesson because, you know, we've had a tour guide every single day. And it doesn't matter where we were, the Nazis on World War II and, you know, Everything is addressed every single day with honesty and humility and and how they move forward from having had such a genocide. It's illegal to sympathize with Nazis in a verbal way. It's illegal to say that you don't believe that the Holocaust happened. It's 
like the way that they deal with their reparations is, is I think, pretty damn inspirational. If we could face slavery and the things that it has caused in such a way, you know, every place where a Jew was killed or even shot in the middle of the street, there's a little gold cobblestone out in front of their house or out in the middle of the street or they are not trying to hide what happened. They are trying to deal with it and move forward. And it's pretty powerful, I think. So you you are learning a lot on this trip. It's not just like uh, going from, uh, you know, beach bar to beach bar to, you know, Caribbean resort. This is a, a real you're really immersed in the culture there being on the river, aren't you? I have to say there's actual substance. It's pretty wonderful. There is a a gay guy who is a guide. He lives in Würzburg. And even the way that they deal with themselves as Germans, as pretty stern people, you know, they have a self-awareness about it. Like if you're standing in a line with a bunch of Germans, they are breathing down your throat. They are physically touching you if they are in line behind you. There is not a bunch of awareness of physical space, but they would never ask you a, a private question. It's so funny, the difference between Americans having basically no personal emotional space where the Germans respect no level of physical space. And um, one of the guy, the tour guide was saying, you know, a German would never compliment you, even if they like the dinner that you make. You know, they would say, you know, like the biggest compliment you could say was I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, my mother is a Würzburgian. I didn't realize, that, you know, the best she could do is say, I can't insult you. And to them, that is a very large compliment. And I just I laughed. I recognized so many of those things. And um, the food, of course, I mean, I just can't go on enough about the food. And I know I posted a picture of me eating like a 16 inch hot dog. I ate curry verse last night for the first time, which just seems wrong, but can't deny how good it was. Did you tell the Germans, this is not unpleasant? I did. We've all done it. We got done with our tour and I was like, I gave the guy a tip and I said, well, I didn't eat it. <laughs> We're on our way to Vienna and I kind of want to pull off some sort of sound of music number. I don't know how to pull it <laughs> off, but I mean, no group of people is more prime to try and talk into it than a boatload of traveling gays. You got to find out if anybody brought a drone for the aerial shot on top of the mountain. Well, and it's very funny because there were drones on the last cruise, but I just don't think there's any call for it here. We don't really have those kinds of times to ourselves. The cruise is very linear. Everybody is on the boat and everybody gets off the boat and takes the same excursion and then gets back on the boat and everything is guided and led. And you can leave and go do whatever the heck you want. Today, I went in for a last excursion um, and my parents were both, my parents were stationed in Nuremberg and that's where we are. We're in Nuremberg today. So there were things I actually remembered because it was the last place we lived. I was like six and seven and eight. And so there's a particular Christmas market that I remember and a particular church, a chapel with a glockenspiel with the whole thing with the people coming out of 
the doors and rotating around a little mechanical. Uh, it looks like, honestly, I didn't ever really notice before, but it looks like it might be like Mary and the Three Kings and, you know, or the Three Wise Men. One of those mechanical yeah. clocks. We went to this crazy museum of mechanical musical instruments, mm -hmm. and it sounded like the most boring thing ever. Oh, my God. It was so amazing. Did they have orchestrions? With the violins and the flutes and the drums and the piano. They have one of those in Silmar. It's uh, the Nethercut collection, and it's a huge collection of cars, but then they have a whole museum of these German or orchestrions, and they have like five of them. <laughs> it's really neat phonographs with the big horn at the front and they played like a 60 year old Kesara what is that Dorstay or something yep. of course our group of men burst into song immediately <laughs> and as we were walking to the next machinery she says you know your group is very responsive and I said well you know we're gay right and she goes yep figured it out about halfway through the song <laughs> <laughs> Not only are you being educated into the cultural norms of uh, others in, uh, in a different uh, continent, but you're also bringing ours to them. It's true. There were times when we would go to Caribbean islands, the Grand Caymans. We were chased by guys with machetes as we walked on the beach of the Caymans. And there, the, uh, there was a port in Turkey. There was a bomb and they didn't want us to come into their port in Turkey. And so there were there have been in especially in the earlier years, whole cities and communities and church groups that would picket and boycott as we would come up onto the shore. I remember our guests saying, you know, why would you take us to places that don't like respect or are, are not even legal to gay people? And I don't know that it was part of anybody's mission. But what I know is that five years later, there were church groups in the Caymans waiting to hug us and let us know that we were welcome and apologizing for five years ago when we got there. And, you know, just over and over again, when we went to Turkey, you know, there was nothing the next time. There was not a peep about it. And so part of traveling the world as an out gay person is changing that part of the world. And, and, you know, in your most cynical mind, you like to say it's because of our money because we're coming and we're spending our money there. And if that's the gateway, then so be it. Because the third time and the fourth time they serve us dinner and they sit down at our table and they swim in the ocean with us. And changing minds and hearts as you make your way through the world, rather than just changing your dollars into, you know, the local currency. I remember we stopped at a up here in um, Argentina and there were, you know, they fight about whether the tango was really invented there. And as it is on many of the ports, there will be island dancers on the pier when you land in Hawaii. And there were tango dancers um, in Argentina and they were the most flamboyant of anything we've ever seen. Those male tango dancers and Tango dancers complained about how we were less flamboyant, less, you know, over the top than they had dreamt that this boatload. They were like, you guys all seem so normal and boring. They were disappointed. We're not all that fabulous. I know. The fact that we didn't all have buttless chaps on really disappointed them. Or the fact that we actually had fanny packs. Well, that is happening again. That didn't happen for 30 years, fortunately. But I have my gold faux snakes 
skin fanny pack with me this week. I haven't pulled it out yet. It does sort of identify you as the ugly American. Yeah, we do that fairly well by ourselves. <laughs> it is a little embarrassing. You know, my favorite my favorite comment over glue vine in this little brow house, the tour guide, he is frightened by Donald Trump. And when he sees him on the news at his rallies, he says it is reminiscent of a Nazi rally, the way that Trump is being. And it makes us very nervous. He says, you know, the only difference with Hitler is that at least when Hitler had a rally, the house was full. <laughs> oh. So he didn't have to exaggerate the number of people in the room. Snap or or in German schnapps. Last night at like 1030, as we were sailing, it started to snow. Ooh. Full snow, not a not a pissant snow, like a real full snow for hours and hours overnight. And my room, you can roll down the top half of the window wall, but it's just too freaking cold to do it. But twice in the night, it was so gorgeous. You just lay there and watch the postcard go by and i got up a couple times and rolled down the window freezing my tits off and tried to take a beautiful piece of video or photos and just nothing i looked at it this morning it just doesn't look anything doesn't feel anything like it was but it was really beautiful and then we arrived in nuremberg and there was no snow at all i like the snow on our own terms here in palm springs where you can go to the snow but the snow doesn't come to you Absolutely. It sounds like this has been a fascinating and magical trip down the Rhine. We'll check in with you on Monday as you get closer and closer to Budapest. All right. I love you, and I love Gay Palm Springs. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs. 